Howdy friends. Welcome to Home Drone. I'm your host, R.P. Smith. I appreciate you listeners that made the trip to North Platte last week for the concert with the Sandhill Symphony Orchestra. What a great time. Sure wish I could pick up all 54 members of the group and take the show on the road. That's not likely to happen, but there's another great event coming up in the neighborhood. Next Saturday, November 5th, will be the 11th annual Comstock Cowboy Poetry Gathering taking place at the Westcott Baptist Church in beautiful uptown Comstock, Nebraska. The afternoon sessions start at 1 o'clock and will run till 5 or so. Then the supper put on by the church youth group, followed by the night show with a pie auction wrapping up the day. Don Chata has included some old campaigners this year, including myself and Yvonne Hollenbeck, but has also brought in a whole bunch of new talent that I'm very excited for you folks getting a chance to hear. A young poet by the name of Jake Riley will be a part of this year's gathering for the first time. This young man is going to be a great ambassador for the craft of cowboy poetry for the next generation, and I hope you can be among the ones that can say, I heard him when he was just getting started. Since Halloween is coming up this week, it seems like a good time to share one of the scariest poems I've ever written. Maybe some of the fear factor has been taken out of the story over the years, probably because I can tell the story without reliving it. This is included in my new CD, Fall Gathering, and I call it Song of the Cistern. It was not done for sport or fun, this daring tale of father and son that strikes fear in the heart of brave men and women. The day Pa and I went cistern swimming. We had sat a tank neath the windmill bank. A long, hard day in the clay was sank. Great minds think alike and weak ones too. Both cowboys knew what they had to do. I'd shut off the valve, hadn't told Dad. He hadn't asked, and things turned bad. To slow the flow was on his list. Dad also gave the handle a twist. Two heads are usually better than one, but two sets of hands can spoil the fun. To the breaking point our wits were drawn when we went to turn the water on. The valve of which I speak is at the cistern bottom under twenty feet of pipe and troubles, well, we've got em. Prongs once through the handle, now we're twisted free. I was accusing Dad, and he was reprimanding me. The reasons that our troubles were so hard to annul, that cistern was totally, completely, absolutely full. Prongs were straightened out, and we did our best to cope as we passed a merry hour with a game of poke and hope. Lady Luck was not smiling. We were both too peeved to pray. The sun would soon be setting. There was no time to delay. Evening chores were needed tended, and water was required when Dad hatched out a plan that he thought might be inspired. That cistern is only twenty feet deep or so. How tough could it be for one of us to go directly to the bottom and turn the valve back on? The edict had been issued from the upper echelon. Since I was young and single, except for my new bride, being a pioneer of cistern surfing would bring my family pride. It would be like climbing Everest, except I'd go the other way. A rope and a cinder block would put the plan in play. The rope was tied to me in case my life was spent. The cinder block I held to aid in my descent. 
Dad would count the seconds off his watch they would tick, and I had a sinking feeling, for you see I'm claustrophobic. If you care not for culverts or closets, it is a sure safe bet. When that space is filled with fluids, it intensifies the threat. Somewhere near the bottom, my descent began to slow, and it came on me like a vision. It was time for letting go. I dropped the cinder block, popped out like a cork from cheap champagne, hit the ground a-running and took no time to explain. I could hear a higher calling over my earthly father's roar. Jesus had commanded me to go and swim no more. I can't send a boy to do a man's job. I agreed that Dad was right. Though I was pretty skinny, that cylinder was way too tight. He questioned my genetics. He questioned my human worth. He said, I'll show you how it's done, and bared his blubbery girth. I meant no disrespect but me. He would nearly clobber when I said we'll fetch more cinder blocks because we've got a bigger bobber. This time I'd hold the rope, and I would watch the clock on the other side of his plan, and it I could take stock. Two more blocks were rounded up, tied together with a strap, the rope through his belt loop to prevent any mishap. A miniature tsunami erupted when Papa took the plunge. Bubbles came to the surface like squeezing out a sponge. Thirteen seconds had elapsed when Dad did reappear. Unplanned circumstances had brought him right back here. He had made it to the bottom and had the shutoff found, but when he dropped his anchor, he quickly did rebound. He would need a pair of pliers. This kind of made him squawk. The handle had been broken off by a fallen cinder block. This time we used a windmill weight because we were out of bricks. Tied a rope for easy retrieval as we put in our final licks. Third time could have been a charm, but that's not the way it went. Dad did earn some points for being resilient. I think I might have gotten it, he confidently stated as we went to hauling water to pass the time while we waited. My story ends right there. Our troubles had no easy cure. And if you want a moral of that, I am not sure. But the winds of change were blowing. And friend, I'm here to tell. That's why the Pinecrest cattle now drink from an electric-powered well.